you make of that, Al? Godzilla! Kong vs. Godzilla. If we are lucky, both will die. This is spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Both? Decent. Very decent. Welcome to Spoilers. I'm your host, Josh. Uh, We got a great show planned for you tonight. Um, I've even got some breadcrumbs that I think might rival my hashtag Jafar did nothing wrong theory. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. But Stevie... Uh, last week, or actually two weeks ago now, as of this recording, but I won trivia from you last episode. Um, I don't remember what the trivia was, but where are you recording from tonight, and who do you like more, King Kong or Godzilla? This is Stevie recording from my brand new house in Elkhart. I finally have my own house, boys. I can announce that on the podcast. Out of the in-laws' basement. (laughs) (laughs) Only took a a steely 30 months, but I did it. Um... (laughs) Let's see here. Who is? But you had the in-laws over for dinner tonight. Like you can't get away from them. It seems. Yeah, they're super cool. I just like having them around. It was actually kind of weird not having them here like the first two weeks. Debt but, repaid. Fair enough. Debt repaid indeed. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Who do I like? Uh, Kong or Godzilla? Are we talking about like in canon wise or in this movie? I kind of wanted to know personally for you who you were rooting for like as a kid when you like first remembered watching this movie oh king kong all day <laughs> perfect all day and how weird he looked in this movie because i could never get his eyes right because they're shaking <laughs> in his head was amazing <laughs> like kong all day mikey uh where are you recording from and i guess you can answer that same question but what i really wanted to know from you is you've been dogging this movie for like days in the group thread <laughs> just one day and today it's like a practical effects aficionado i feel like there's got to be some stuff here you appreciate uh, i really hope you did not choose this movie based on my love of practical effects <laughs> and me <laughs> trying to help you out with this uh, but I'm Mikey, I'm recording from uh, Goshen, Indiana, and I'll just say King Kong because he makes way less of an annoying screech than Godzilla <laughs> does throughout the entire movie. <laughs> such, oh. It's less ear-splitting and more uh, easy, easier on the ears. Brett, uh, old pal. You're in kind of a hurry tonight, but I digress. Um, Who do you like better between Kong and Godzilla? Where are you recording? Uh, this is Brett from Fort Wayne. Um, I always grew up watching Godzilla movies, so I'd have to say Godzilla. I was probably rooting for King Kong this movie. And I I have a feeling Mikey and I are going to agree on a lot tonight, but I think Godzilla's screen is iconic, and I love it. Brett, did you want to peel back the curtain and talk about at all why you're in a hurry, just so like the listener gets the tension in the pod? Or no, okay, <laughs> okay. At a point. Uh, Pappy, uh, you created spoilers, and you grew up with this movie. I feel like, <laughs> like I did, surprisingly, when I picked this. I just want for your opening question. Can you talk about just like first memories of this movie for you? Oh man, I'm so glad you asked that. Yeah, this is Pappy. Recording from Denver, or Louisville, Colorado, and we all created spoilers. Spoilers is more than one man. But I remember my Aunt Tracy and Aunt Mary came over with a copy of King Kong vs. Godzilla on VHS. And like, we had a King Kong vs. Godzilla like party 
at my house and like they, they baked like a cake and we watched the movie and I was like four years old at the time and like I reenacted King Kong pretending to be dead and then like <laughs> grabbing Godzilla like over and over and over again. Are they just like throwing pillows at you? Yeah, exactly. Like this is... This movie runs deep. It might be the movie I've seen the most of wow. any movie, to be honest. That's yeah. crazy because That's insane. I remember going down to PJ's videos when my parents were at the gas station. Can I go over there and see if there's oh, like Jesus. a movie I can rent? And I got this movie like so many times they eventually just like bought it for me. <laughs> 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 I got into like a bunch of these like Godzilla verse movies. I was into the lore. I can't for the life of me like really remember any of it to this day because it's all kind of meaningless. But um, I think we'll get into a little bit more of the lore a little bit as we go through the plot, which um, Pappy just introduced you yourself. Can you introduce us into the plot and kind of what we see first as the narration device throughout the film? Oh, the UN guy? Uh, yeah, Bill O'Reilly slash, I don't know. Gene First Hackman. of all, yeah, he's a handsome know, man. Like, what kind of news organization is this? It's like sponsored by the. He's UN. a QVC uh, shopping <laughs> host. <laughs> Just cuts to him whenever he's trying to sell Godzilla. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. Tracking stations show Godzilla heading in a southeasterly direction towards the Yeah, pretty much. I think it's fair to say, too, that this is only in the Western English version, mm-hmm. American version of the film, and the Japanese version obviously didn't have this guy. But How short was the Japanese version? I think it has more exposition. Like, it explains that, like, one of the guys, like, plays the drums, which is why those drums come out of nowhere. Oh, and, like, my God. A couple God. other things, too. But, like, he's talking about uh it's like the berries right it's the expedition from this pharmaceutical company to to get the berries is that how we start or does it start with yeah Godzilla? and i just I wanted you to introduce like because i don't want to like talk about this yeah. guy in this newsroom as we go through the plot so just like the feels that i get from this are kind of like like science teacher because my dad was a science teacher and had a bunch of that crap lying around <laughs> like it's just this weird aesthetic of <laughs> the best is when his like uh, professor friend comes in. And he's like, Godzilla is a cross between a T Rex and opens up this <laughs> picture book for five year olds, but like a hundred times bigger. <laughs> yeah, and a Stegosaurus, but it's like literally like a book for children from the library <laughs> on dinosaurs. I ate that crap up as a kid, though I must say. But yeah, there's berries. But the first monster we get introduced to is Godzilla uh Brett right the Americans in a submarine approach <laughs> an iceberg can you fill us in on some of the color here in this scene uh, I was so confused they just like they just drove right it just sailed right into the iceberg they didn't see it or... <laughs> <laughs> it was like glowing it looked like uh, it the, would appear so it looked like the fortress of solitude kind of like and they just went through it what I don't get is, if Godzilla was like six million years old or whatever, how come when they saw it, they're like, oh, it's Godzilla? <laughs> how they have a name for it? Like, the guys in the helicopter were like, oh, it's just Godzilla. Oh, saw the 54 movie. Yeah. <laughs> but well, that's, that's, a good, that's a good point, because it serves as an origin story for both King Kong and Godzilla. Mm-hmm. But I think in the Japanese version, like... 
whatever Godzilla movie had come before this, he was frozen in an iceberg. So that's like why that scene. That's why he was frozen. I guess. So did the like did the American version just completely change it to make it him prehistoric or what? Yeah, that's my understanding. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Josh, I got Josh, I got a question for you. Sure. Do you know how big this iceberg was? Because it looks massive. Well, it's he looks so small when he's in it. I know how big. I don't the... think it, it. I don't think it does. I think it looks huge because they have like wind from the helicopter going <laughs> off from this like iceberg or whatever, and it looks pretty big. The whole like setup of this Godzilla breaking through this iceberg. It looks like it's like a pretty big scale. Well, Mikey, I could tell you how big the iceberg would need to be to encapsulate this air of Godzilla, but I don't want to ruin trivia for the end of the episode. So. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh boy. But I do I do love that shot when Godzilla is hatching out. Like my child self. Yeah, it looks too. it does look pretty good. He's like, it's just a man in a suit breaking through a bunch of styrofoam, but my god, it looks awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it does. Just a quick history lesson. The first King Kong came out in thirty three, I think, nineteen thirty three. And then oh, has anybody off. seen it? That yeah, no. it's kind of a cinema no. classic, yes. and they like rushed out a sequel, and that sequel didn't do very good. I think it was called Son of Kong or something, and it came out the next year, <laughs> didn't do very well, and the Kong series like died for 27, 29 years until it was resurrected in this film, and Godzilla's past was first movie, I think came out in 1954. It was like pretty terrifying, dark analogy to nuclear bomb it's like art about the nuclear bomb hitting mm-hmm. japanese people by the japanese people it's like pretty haunting and then mm-hmm. they too kind of rushed a sequel i think it was called return of godria or something or God- i gogeta i looked that up on letterboxd and the like the official letterboxd description describes it as in this hastily produced sequel yeah. to godzilla it's like what they did with ninja turtles <laughs> and secret of the ooze too it's like relax uh, Anyway, so then Godzilla was gone for seven or nine years or something till this is the film. So it almost was like two giants in film kind of resurrecting, I guess, is what I'm getting at. To your point, Pap. Yeah. And I, this is also like, this is like only the third Godzilla movie. And it's like the first in color. And this was definitely the most digestible for me as a kid. And it feels like, I mean, you mentioned the rubber suit, Josh. And I'm sure we'll talk about Kong a bit, but like. When I think of Godzilla, I don't think of like the Roland Emmerich Godzilla. I don't think of like the modern day uh, CGI King of Monsters Godzilla. I think of the dude in the rubber suit smashing the <laughs> toys. Like that same. is my shit. Definitely same. So what you're saying, Josh, is like this is like Arnold Schwarzenegger after um, Last Action Hero and Jean Claude Van Damme after Street Fighter coming together and making an amazing movie. I'd say more like Stallone and Schwarzenegger, right? Van Damme, bro. Van Damme. It's more like... Uh, it's like Springsteen's Born in the USA. Hey. Hey, now. Uh, Whoa, three in a row. <laughs> the thing is, we didn't release those pods sequentially, so that joke's yeah. not going to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Stevie, there's a, another side plot of actual human characters that we're supposed to care about in this film. Um, Can you fill us in on some introductions here with these people? Okay, I remember the one guy's name vividly, and it was um, Sakurai. Okay. Is that right? Then 
Sakura. I would say he's the and he's then, probably the main. Taco. Yeah. Their boss, um, Taco. 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 Okay. And Mr. Um, Taco, actually. <laughs> Taco. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> so from what I gather, the berries are on this island, right? Faroe Island. Island. Faroe Island, and he sends them. To gather the berries, you know, give cigarettes to the natives, and make fun of them when they're terrified and bowing before lightning. Well, before the, but also yeah, yeah. find a monster. Like they're like a pharmaceutical company who wants. Yeah, publicity. they're like they want to sponsor it. This is how messed up the English version is. It turned it into a pharmaceutical slash marketing television company <laughs> that specializes in monsters. Yeah, I was very confused. It's very strange. And the best part is when they get to the island and they're pretty much talking like, oh, there could be grave danger here. Oh, we'll be all right. And like, I love the part when he's like, no, really come back if there's danger. And they just drive off those like uh, those Navy guys or whatever drove off like, you can go fuck yourself. I'm getting off this island. (laughs) And they never looked back as um, these like natives with spears were at these dudes throats. Best part. King Kong has a pretty good track record of being uh, racially aware uh, at <laughs> franchise. I don't know if you guys knew that, but it's a very woke series of movies. Very woke. I guess that getting the licensing to use King Kong, because this was like technically a Godzilla movie, they had to cut into the budgeting a lot. So I don't know exactly if my sources are right, but I heard the budget was like $200,000 for this movie, which is just so low with all the stuff they do and they couldn't actually go to these Indonesian islands like oh. they wanted to. So they filmed this in Japan and all the natives you see are Japanese people in like brown face. Yeah. It was super, super obvious. <laughs> I, uh, I like them. I, I told you I watched this like when I was like very, very young. I remember like the main native girl who has like the extra big, bikini and his who's yeah i remember that being like one of the first like arousing sexual things i've ever seen oh. in my life. yeah wow i'll admit that on the pod yeah like it was just like i was like what it's like a, a very extended sequence of her dancing and it's like yeah i just remember being like what what am i feeling and then i think my aunt may have fast forwarded through that part <laughs> <laughs> no she's hot well, i think in a updated like uh gritty version of this movie all those women are topless and we see a lot of hung dongs as well that would have been great (laughs) that would have been great so we're on this island um i don't know if stevie really explained the main characters super well and that's fine because it's really hard to keep track of. does it matter but there's like i just want to talk about there's like this one okay so there's the main guy and his sister and then her boyfriend i think that's kind of the main couple of characters that's not fair how come your boyfriend's steak is bigger than your brother's? Sakurai, stop it, will you? <laughs> How come he got bigger steak? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> At one point, the brother's jealous that the boyfriend has a bigger steak. And there's also, I thought, a key part that I always stuck out to me as a kid. Mikey, this scene where they're talking about this, like, dental floss. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of course... This movie was very poorly thought out. Uh, this guy <laughs> just happens to bring up uh, this 
does he claim to have invented this this uh string it's not string it's cable or whatever but cable yeah he just shows off this product that he has and it's just it's just cable he's got cable and he's like hanging <laughs> off of the balcony of uh his apartment or whatever and this guy is like freaking out while they're about to sit down for dinner uh I don't even know why they bring it up. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like normally I go crazy for like planting and payoff. Like it's usually so satisfying, but it's just so silly because it's like a, such an extraordinary, like an extraordinary scene to have him like swing from the balcony and then like, hey, we can tie up King Kong with this. Yeah, it worked on a guy, so it must work on a huge gorilla. Grab the balloons. Yeah. Uh-huh. They didn't use the rule of thirds here because it could have come into play uh, in a medium way in the middle of the film, but it just didn't. Um, I don't know why that always stuck with me. And I always remembered that scene from this movie, like as the years have gone on, it's super weird. Just watch this. We're testing it money in Hokkaido. Hold it. Don't do that. No, don't stop. Stop. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Come on, don't do that. Come on. Stop. I believe you. Stop it! You're not Tarzan. Where where do they even tie up King Kong with this? Because he's pretty much have has full reign of <laughs> of the entire area that he's destroying throughout the entire movie. I don't think it's until the very end when they hook him up to those weather balloons and like, come on, we have the wire. Give us a chance. <laughs> and like, okay, we have the technology. That's what I think. All right, I'll I'll buy that. I guess. So they're on this tribal island um outside of japan somewhere and i gotta say the music this tribe's playing while they're seductively dancing kind of slaps i hope we have it i hope you're able to get the rights of it (laughs) josh yeah is this the same music they're playing at the end (laughs) or like a reprise of it like at the end when they're trying to get him to fall asleep yeah they're playing it through the speakers okay Brittany called it out and i thought it was perfect she we had just watched the crab people episode <laughs> and she's like, it sounds like crab people. I started singing it. It matches. If we can do that for the pod, crab people, crab people. Crab people, crab people. It is like crab, talk like people, crab people. Look like crap. I was like, I was like, Brittany, that's awesome. That's hilarious. Look like crap. Talk like like people. people. All right, sorry, I had to get that out. So Mikey just flabbergasted me because I I think the sounds in this movie are actually pretty iconic and awesome. I honestly think this song is pretty cool. Um, there's a little bit with a translator here, like Stevie said earlier. There's a trade of smokes. They play like a radio that plays some like... <laughs> the trade of smokes was awesome. <laughs> There's a child that smokes. It's like five years old. Just don't smoke around your mom. <laughs> so they succeed in bringing out Kong accidentally. And this, despite everything, might be one of the most iconic scenes of the movie. Uh, this is actually our follower of Fura... 96 Rudy it's his favorite part of the movie and it's a lot of other people's favorite part of the movie too uh this octopus crawls out of the ocean right Pappy? Oh <laughs> dude it's so awesome and first of all 
They use a real octopus or multiple octopi. And there it you looks go. incredible. Him like crawling over the miniatures, like it's so creative for like a sixties mm. movie. Like Mikey, you didn't like it? You didn't like the octopus? No, I do like these very small small fight scenes <laughs> that are in the movie which are like very few and far between which is a lot of nothing in this movie there's a no i think it's like super creative like this is how you would make a movie if you were a kid like growing up making movies like you would i don't know if you'd have an octopus on hand but you would like do your best to like i don't know just like make practical stuff and this is like exactly how you would do it. You make everything around the octopus smaller. They made miniatures around the octopus and it looks like a giant monster. It's really, really creative looking. They also made like a life-size replica and had cellophane all over it for some shots. And I'm pretty sure some shots were like stop motion as well. Plus there's a shots where the octopus is like grabbing a member or two of the tribe. It really yeah. harkens to like Lord of the Rings and I think um what is that movie with Johnny Depp and all the pirates? I think there's a scene like that in there too. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Gorbinski. <laughs> my my favorite part of the octopus scene is where they're throwing the rocks and firecrackers and they're obviously like hitting the screen. it's so funny to me when they're shooting their guns and they like give up and he just starts chucking torches at it i don't understand what he's trying to do (laughs) well i mean it even like kind of comes into focus like because because they the octopus attack is unprovoked and kong saves the day like beating up the octopus and then the japanese people just take the kong away it's like good luck with that octopus natives see (laughs) (laughs) you Uh, Stevie, you and Lauren are animal lovers. Octopi are like pretty smart, right? They're incredibly smart. Multiple hearts, multiple brains, and also they have—they're um, called suckers on their. Um, I guess you really call them tentacles, but um, they can actually see with their suckers. They can actually see what they feel. It's really cool. Like that's polyphasia—is yeah. that what that's called? When you like see colors. Something like that. Um, more so, uh, like when the right they word. like actually like feel something, they can actually see it. It's really weird, but they're incredibly smart, and they can escape from anywhere. So, with that cleverness in mind, I would like to point out that in this movie, they use I think three or four octopus octopi, oh. and the way they got them to move around set and like actually do things <laughs> was uh, spraying hot air at them. <laughs> so. They basically just tortured these out-of-water oh, octopi. No. And then, I forget if it was one of the sound designers or what, uh, actually didn't release one of them and just ate it. What? I mean, very Swiss family-like in this movie. I'd be an octopus. It's delicious. I have no qualms with that. <laughs> it's just so weird. It's like... Uh, eating air bud or something <laughs> like, <it's>, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I'll agree though that I I found that this part was uh, by far the best part of the movie I thought it was like the most innovative too I mean for sure I mean getting a live octopus and then having miniatures around it it's pretty it looks incredible honestly it's really cool the looking. one weak part of it is throughout the movie there's like people that will run in front of the screen and they're like this blue desaturated color so bad uh, yeah i don't know so i bad. can forgive 
that. I mean, I dug honestly, how, how they even like made the, the <laughs> octopus like grab people. It's like goofy, but still like works. And it's like you're laughing when it's grabbing the person, but it's not taking you out of the movie, I guess. It does that person right too by setting them on the ground instead of like snapping them. <laughs> yeah, and then they get placed so gently on the ground. It's like get back here. So all this disturbance and the fact that the octopus is going for the red berry juice awakens Kong, and we get that first Kong scream. Pappy, how awesome and honestly scary is it, even watching this now as an adult? (laughs) It's only a lizard. Throw it. Throw it down. freaking great and like this served as the origin story for kong for me for years i never saw that original king kong until a couple years ago and i was like doing the afi project so like in my head canon this is like where king kong came from for the for the majority of my life and it's so awesome and till stevie i think you kind of hit on this the the costume design in the face for kong is a little bit goofy (laughs) (laughs) It's like if you took that Tim Allen noise um, from Home Improvement and put it into a face. <laughs> like, that's what it's like. The eyes are so bad. They look like paper mache eyes. You can't see him half the time. Later in the movie, when he's supposedly sleeping, his head gets kind of tilted by the balloons, and you can just tell the doll's eyes are, like, wide open, just dead. Uh, so... King Kong awakens. It's epic in my opinion and there's the first fight scene and it's the first monster fight scene too and it's King Kong versus the octopus. Stevie, how does this play out? Well, he kind of does a face hugger type deal where he gets around his head and it looks like King Kong's fighting with a plastic bag. (laughs) That was the model with the cellophane (laughs) over it. (laughs) There's definitely parts where it's like... How's King Kong going to lose this? And I, I think there was a part, I can't remember if he did this to Godzilla too, but where he like twirls the um, octopus and throws him. Ooh, that's a callback. Nice. I mean, I dug it. I mean, it's definitely not as cool as like the um, Godzilla parts, but it definitely had some cheese to it. But I liked how they used practical effects with everything and the miniatures. And I guess you could say how weird Kong looks during these fights. What always stuck out to me, too, is as Kong wins the fight and the octopus retreats to the water, makes this weird, like, noise. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know octopi made all <laughs> And it, like, just retreats away. I was actually going to ask Brett about this. You have that, like, listening to things phobia. Like, the squishiness of the octopus was, like, super close up during this whole part. Yeah, but that didn't, that didn't bother me. I, I didn't know I told you that. Um You've said that on this podcast. <laughs> no, did I? You said no, you don't like no, listening no, to people sure eat. Not. What is it called? Mesophonia. 
misophonia. Jeez, I'm not trying to call you out, Brad. I just thought that's right. I just thought this part would particularly. No, I mean everyone's different. Everyone's got different trigger sounds, but that's not one of mine. It is pretty I gross. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's not like appealing, but it's not like a lot of people hate sounds. It's just they don't react the way that I do to them. A squishy octopus isn't in Brett's register for disturbing sounds. It's not. Not yet. <laughs> so I think this is maybe the best stretch of the movie, too, because coming up is like one of my favorite shots, and it's like right after Kong kicks the octopus's ass, he like has this zoom shot downwards towards like these big barrels of the Soma drink, and he's like, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get like that close-up like clay animation stop motion version of him like down in a couple barrels of this stuff uh pappy he falls asleep from that stuff as usual but instead of just letting him conk out and go back to his cave how and why are they trying to get him somewhere else can you fill us in on some gaps here yeah i think there's like it's intercut again with like some of the UN guy exposition, but we come to find out that they've strapped Kong to a raft full of dynamite. Like I said earlier, just that fuck you natives. We're taking them away. And uh, <laughs> the, the plan is to take them back to Japan on this raft full of dynamite. And I, if, if he wakes up, which of course he inevitably will, <laughs> their first instinct is to blow him up <laughs> right away. <laughs> I, I thought it was kind of funny how the guy, every time he talked about it, he's like, yeah, we own him. We own him now. I'm like, who did you buy him from? Does King Kong know that you own him? <laughs> I don't know if that was Taco or one of the, whoever it was. but Typical Taco. Typical corporate Japan. Apparently Taco is Japanese for octopus. <laughs> and, like, I don't I, – I know you don't want to, like, harp on the, the – uh, the intercut uh, exposition dumps in the American version, Josh, but like the, the fucking doctor scientist guy goes, or, or the, the anchor goes, uh, yeah. So it's pretty weird that two monsters would show up at the same time that, and doctor scientist goes, yeah, it's, it's really weird. <laughs> That's all he has to say. <laughs> He's like, it's interesting. Scientifically. <laughs> Scientifically. <laughs> and they're always talking. So like matter of fact, like, and they will enter the mainland and destroy the entirety of Tokyo. Now back to you, Tokyo. And they're just yeah. like, do you think it'll Seriously, still come what? to Tokyo? Yes, it's definitely going to come to Tokyo. Now, the fact that Kong and Godzilla have appeared at the same time is interesting, scientifically. But our latest reports show that Godzilla has disappeared. Keeping this in mind, do you still believe he will attack Japan? I do. What are these guys' jobs? These like space UN guys, because he's like basically a switchboard operator as well as like a reporter for space UN. <laughs> he's like connecting Japan and the U.S. via switchboard while while we're intercutting in these scenes. He's got like I don't know. He's like also exposition. I don't know. He's like narrator of this. The movie. news moved so fast in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like, he's literally. Like King Kong would get knocked on his back, and the guy would like it would cut to him being like, "Jerry King Kong got his ass kicked." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They got live shots of everything. Happy would this would this uh, qualify for you? Like you like to say, trust your audience. Like, did the American directors like just not trust us to know what was going on, or oh, or, did, or did they think that that this would be better? I mean, like, Josh, fill us in on the details, but my understanding is that it was, like, purchased by an American 
recut for like fifteen thousand dollars, then he turned around and sold it to Universal for like a quarter million dollars, which is a lot of fucking profit wow. back in the day. Jeez. But like, yeah. I think, I mean, I think like, yeah, it was just a cheap and easy way to like gloss over a lot of the scenes and, and a lot of it too. It's it's supposed to be a kid friendly movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of humor in it, and I think that that exposition from you know people speaking English is, is helpful from a Western audience perspective. Is that kind of what you had, Josh, in your notes? Yeah, and just jumping in even further, the movie in the Japanese version is a comedy, and it's a satire of like uh, uh, Japanese television in the day going too far with like marketing campaigns. Like it's it's all about like, like RoboCop. <laughs> Yeah. It's all about like setting up like news things to happen on purpose and like yellow journalism. And so like that wasn't necessarily like the trend in America. So the American version was cut to be more like these news segments and a little more dramatic setting up like the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. And not to skip a, skip ahead too far, but like the most egregious of these is when they're making the the dynamite trap to like catch Godzilla. And that's all just explained by the news guy. And you see the <laughs> Japanese generals making their plans, but it's just him. So the plan is to do this, this, and this. And they'll light these torches and lure Godzilla in here. It's just so, it's just so like a redoing of what this movie was. And it does make me kind of want to watch the Japanese one, um, to be honest. I just was going to say, I don't even think like it was available to widespread audiences to like the 90s. Yeah, I saw something about that. I don't even know if it, is it even now? Uh, must be. I think you can find it. I I had a question about, like, obviously they used the minis and it was ridiculous. And it was really obvious, like the mini tanks and, but like there were scenes that didn't have to use the minis, and I wonder why they did it. Like showing like the, uh, what's that? Not a crane, but that scoops stuff. Uh, oh, like the thing that scoops dirt out of the ground. Yeah, yeah like like an excavator. Yeah, sure. Why didn't they just videotape uh, or like uh, shoot an actual person doing that? Or it had to be a lot cheaper to do than building a model and doing it because that's what they did. Excavators are pretty expensive, man. Yeah, but I mean, you could just tape someone doing it. Like, you don't have to like buy it. Just be like, hey, can I can I tape you pulling this dirt out? That's a big difference <laughs> you'll see that I noticed in the original Godzilla. Is those like close-ups of tanks going down the road or something like that, or actual dudes in tanks that yeah. look like ready for military, you know? And in this movie, <laughs> just looks like uh, Lego toys or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is how bad Toy Story messed me up. I remember like watching this movie and like asking my parents, like, "Are those like miniatures?" Because I, I mean, I could tell they were fake, and like, "Yeah, they're toys." And I started crying, and like. They just broke the toys? <laughs> and my parents are like, I'm sure someone fixes the toys. Now get out of our fucking face. Oh my gosh, I forgot you were so young when Toy Story came out. Yeah. I remember just being devastated. They broke the toys. So just one more little thing to hit on with that raft scene with Kong. Is there, they, they tend to think like whenever they need to transport him, they just like raft him somewhere, whether it's by air or by sea. And Who built that raft? Who got him on that raft? <laughs> it's an excellent raft, but what he's he laying so on that small? thing like Tom Hanks in Castaway, and it's like the, my whole, the whole whole time I was like, "How'd they get him on that? Did he just willingly lay down? Like this spot looks pretty good, and that was that. That was a waterbed." <laughs> Stevie, you're into construction, so you're all about how to move weight and how to. 
build stuff. It's true. <laughs> but I would say to you, despite all those flaws, how freaking sweet is it when it blows up and then he like pops out of the water? I freaking love it. I love that part, especially when the three men are arguing over to blow him up, to not blow him up, to shoot him, cut the ropes, don't cut the ropes, let's shoot the dynamite. There's a whole lot going on. <laughs> and like, it's such a climactic end when it blows up. You're like, oh, like, why'd they kill him? Then he just pops up out of the water, walking about, going his way. It's awesome. You dumbbell. Dumbbell? King Kong could kill us all. You wouldn't care. Publicity's all you want. Publicity. I love it. There's like an argument. He calls his boss a dumbbell or something, which I think is probably pretty bad with Japanese culture. You're not supposed to do that to your superiors. But mm. we enter here the... I don't think this part of the movie is very strong. So this is where Godzilla, or at least it's a weaker part of the movie, I should say. Godzilla has um, done damage earlier in the movie on one small island, and now he's entering the mainland. And there's kind of this series of, like, he'll hit one city, and they evacuate, and they kind of set traps for him, and then another city, and they cut back to the characters that you're supposed to know about, um... Pappy, there's like three or four of these kind of cities and traps they said. Are there any like beats you think really need to be hit on as we cover it in this pod? Skip skip it all. <laughs> um, no. Not really. I mean, yeah, it's just I, I think the more relevant thing is like that Godzilla for some reason is on a direct line towards Tokyo. And be, the scientist man explains that that must be his like ancestral home. So, I mean, I don't know. Is there anything that stood out to you? I, I remember, like I said, that the trap that comes later in the film or that where uh, they set the flares and he like falls into the dynamite, but he just gets out of it. There's a lot of monsters just getting out of traps that are supposed to stop them in this movie. Does the scientist say something about like a salmon returning to... Like yeah. a salmon returning to water. Yeah. Where, it's, where it was born. Mm-hmm. And he also mentions that Godzilla's brain is the sign of, size of a marble, and King Kong <laughs> has a gorilla-sized brain, but ten times bigger. So. so, Mikey, were there any parts that specifically annoyed you through here as Godzilla kind of takes down some cables and stomps on some trains? Uh, You know what? I, uh, I like all the fighting in this movie. It's all super cheesy and fun. It's just Godzilla's screeching <laughs> really turns me off. <laughs> it's just so bad. I think it's one of the worst sounds I think I've ever heard. That is crazy. In any sort of media at all. It's really, really bad. Uh, hmm. So I was kind of like watching this half, half watching this and like half browsing other stuff at work so i was kind of just like listening to screeching <laughs> in one window and kind of reading stuff in the other you're like stop interrupting me yeah <laughs> but all of the fighting and stuff i i kind of enjoy and i i like that it's cheesy and like i don't know if we're at this part yet but like pep said earlier in the thread uh like <laughs> king kong powers up by like chewing on a power line or something it's all sweet, stupid sweet electricity Really cheesy stuff like that. I mean, it's basically a video game. It's it's just goofy fun. Stevie, I think this might be your Stevie question because there's one part in this series that just befuddles me. Um, the girlfriend character that we mentioned earlier, um, 
Fumiko, I think. I think that's her. Okay, girlfriend to Sakurai? I don't know. Basically, she, she's the one that's in the train, and mm-hmm. she gets off the train and misses kind of the convoy. Can you explain what her decisions are after that, I guess? I don't... Dude, this part totally confused me because I had no idea what was going on. It makes no sense. It she makes goes no to, sense. She, like, flares around in a river, basically, right? Like, she doesn't... Her whole storyline, I didn't think, was necessary. I thought, like, in YouTube, they, like, cut out a certain scene not to get copyrighted. I was like, oh, that's just that. I didn't know, like, there was actually, like, a big part to this. I was so confused. Well, not to mention, the whole reason she's on the train is she thinks... That her boyfriend got in a plane crash, but he's like, "Oh, I just didn't catch mm-hmm. the plane." And that's the whole. That's that whole. Plot <laughs> that's that. Point. That's a huge plot point of any like good story. But it's like, oh no, I just missed the plane that crashed. What's up, girl? <laughs> no, I'm alive. And these that's are the. Weird. These are the. This is the plot point of the 15 minutes of like actual people talking. It's like, oh, you weren't on that plane. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just keep moving on with the plot. Fujita. Hi. What's wrong? I thought you were dead. Dead? Do I look dead to you? Your airplane, it crashed. I missed it. The boss kept me working. But Fumiko went looking for you in Hokkaido. Hokkaido? Oh, what a mess I've made. Are you going out? No, we've decided to leave the city. Why? Is there something wrong? Godzilla. Mommy, let's go see Godzilla. Child, we're not going to a zoo. Hurry. Not a whole lot going on in terms of, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like the the story of the people in this in this movie. It's more about the monsters fighting, and then there's just like people around this monsters, <laughs> kind of doing errands, <laughs> and I don't know. I just thought it Which was is- so crazy when Fumiko like. There's this huge convoy. I'm surprised you knew her name. I got IMDb up. I was waiting for this question. <laughs> oh, I thought you just like knew it. I I, and I wrote it in my notes. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, there's this huge convoy of people. Not everyone catches like the Jeeps, but they're still all running in the same direction. And she just inexplicably like diverts off path and like goes to sleep in a river. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't remember that at all, but I'm gonna be honest i was playing a lot of solitaire and surfing a lot of web <laughs> the last 30 minutes of the movie well what's absolutely insane is like so like like mikey's like criticism is you know it's oh it's too much of the monsters not enough of the people but then like the newest godzilla i don't know if any of the other you guys saw it but it's like it was the actual absolute inverse criticism it's like why do i care about all these people why is there not enough brian cranston like i want more monsters i mean Stevie, did you see the newest Godzilla? Like, isn't that what people were shitting on it for? The one that came out in 2014? Yeah, I mean, a while ago. Dude, that but... movie was terrible. <laughs> it, and like, that, and Brian Cranston died in 20 minutes, and he then, I don't know, Godzilla just looked weird to me. Didn't look that big, wasn't super climactic, had all these characters all over the place, like, in between it. I just wanted to see Godzilla, like, fight another monster in that movie. I didn't care. Yeah. So that's why I don't mind that the fact that the people stuff in this movie is an absolute goddamn mess. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. I want to see what this King movie's Kong about. I want to see Godzilla. two men in suits fight around <laughs> miniature models. I I that's agree, what I but there's see. like not even there's <laughs> there's not even that much fighting. Uh, contrary, I mean, as we're in the plot right now, Mikey, uh, 
Godzilla goes through all those traps and King Kong pops out of the water, gets itself to the shore, and they meet each other pretty quickly here, don't they, Mikey? Yeah, and then King Kong gets his uh, shit rocks a couple times and then he turns around. Heads for King Kong. Tails. <laughs> then he's like, oh, wow, that was too much for me, bro. All right, I'm out. He wasn't having that. He got <laughs> Bro, singed. this is rough stuff. And then he uh, recollects himself. <laughs> Pappy, which again, yeah, add a little more color. <laughs> well, no, again, the planting and payoff in this movie is just so all over the place and terrible because, like I said, Godzilla is supposed to be stupid. But he's a tactical genius in this fight. He maintains the high ground <laughs> yeah. and just blows fire at King Kong. Like it, he it really is fit a f- with the, the character they're trying to establish. It's so stupid. Yeah, yeah he's a five-star general <laughs> in terms of uh, I do <laughs> military love prowess. How he has the high ground, Pappy. I'm so glad you pointed that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. So I also wanted to ask: Does anybody catch what? Uh, Godzilla's like initial reaction was upon seeing Kong. Does he like double tap his sides, like suck it? Like does he kind of like move his arms up and no, down? No, he just starts clapping and jumping up. And <laughs> There's a good amount of dancing in this movie between the two monsters. It's odd. If you watch it on mute, you don't know if they're friends or foe. You just know there's a lot of dancing. <laughs> yeah, if you watch it on mute, it's like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> you guys may be inadvertently hitting upon my secret theory that I teased at the beginning of the episode. So, as Mikey said, King Kong kind of wimps out of this fight, and he like, gets burnt a little bit, and he's like, nah, dog, I'm out of here. So, uh, Stevie, kind of, this part of the movie drags, um, actually, you know what, there's a cool part, because I'm thinking we're just waiting on them to meet each other between now and then, which is true, Yeah. but there's a cool scene in the middle of it with Godzilla can't get into Tokyo, because all the electrical wires are around it, but... All the electrical (laughs) wires, and they're light and fire, and, like... This part dragged. Like, I love this movie for all of its cheesiness glory, but this part did drag. So I was going to make part of the spoiler something about the King Kong as a primate getting power from electricity or something. So they want to protect Tokyo. And as they say, like a thousand times in this movie, the atom bomb is the last resort. So they surround the city with electrical wire to not let Godzilla in. But Pappy... What happens when King Kong gets to the perimeter? He bites it. And I think I posted this <laughs> gif in the thread earlier. He's like, his face turns all blue and starts shaking. He and bites it. Yeah. Powers up. Which, Can we bring that back in new King Kong movies? Where he's like the animal god of thunder and lightning. <laughs> and they just play ACDC every time he comes on screen. <laughs> Well, it's just such a it's just such an amazingly crazy choice because it's the only time in all of King Kong lore <laughs> that it's referenced that he powers up from electricity. Bring it back. And the English version makes a point of Mr. Scientist Man saying that, "Oh, he's a reptilian, so he'll be averse to electricity." Like every other living creature isn't averse <laughs> to electricity. <laughs> fucking shocked. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think the scientist was very smart because he called him a reptile and then later he called him an amphibian. 
He's literally reading a children's. Things. He's yeah. reading a children's 60s. book of dinosaurs. He's not a very smart man at all. He's <laughs> lied his way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> it's Space UN's finest. It's all they have. <laughs> Space UN. <laughs> do you call it? Okay, wait. Do you keep calling it Space UN because that establishing shot of the giant satellite? It's a thing? satellite. Yes. Thing. What is Dude, that? That's a thing? cereal box on a rotating platform. That is <laughs> not a like satellite. It looks like 2001, though. To my, I have no idea what it's supposed to be. They say satellite, but it doesn't look like a satellite. Dude, so I I'm, kept thinking the white guy was reporting from that <laughs> space station. <laughs> I have no idea what that white guy's job is. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news. Japan. It's just the way I guess they communicate with each other back in 1962. <laughs> okay, they so pull out their cell phones. To I me, mean, Pony Express was still around in this day. Like, how <laughs> are they getting the news out so fast? I think what this is supposed to hearken to is almost like an Isaac Asimov, like sci-fi sort of reality. Like the UN has its own news source that's like super live. There's all these like shots of, like. That shot of the satellite looks like a sci-fi book cover from the 60s, mm-hmm. straight up. It's literally the poster to 2001. Like, it's <laughs> absolutely literally that. I like it, though. I mean, yeah. Anyway, King Kong, like, he bites it, gets super powered up, goes on a rampage in the city. But our main characters, like, their whole past with the Soma, Brett, and the String... And the drums, it all kind of comes to fruition here, and they're able to control Kong again, right? Uh, yeah, they play the Crab People song, and he passes out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it turned out that it's not really King Kong, it's just a bunch of Crab People. But um, So they're like, oh, this string, it lifted me up. Now I bet it can lift up a huge gorilla, and... They they want to like put him in the same island so they can kill each other, hopefully. So they like put him. Well, up first and of it's all, like a they, huge up rip off. They Macy's parade him through Tokyo, <laughs> and there's some throwaway line where they like think of all the marketing now. <laughs> can you imagine in 2005 at Disney when they're pitching this movie? They're like, for real, they're gonna we're gonna lift a house with balloons. And one guy's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, have you not seen? <laughs> King Kong, King Kong versus Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, they, they drag him in there. Mikey, if if I had just... When I announced I was doing this movie last week, and I had just said that they lift King Kong with a bunch of helium balloons through the city, <laughs> would you have had a little bit better attitude going into this? Uh, I mean, I the only thing I know about Godzilla really is that gif of him... Uh, just Tokyo drifting on his tail. Uh, so that's like the extent of Godzilla knowledge that I have. And this isn't the the same movie, so I was pretty upset. <laughs> Thank you, Mikey. Um, so King Kong gets airlifted to Godzilla's location. That's pretty much like the end of the plot for all the main characters. I think... There's kind of like some comments made from the helicopter, like I was saying earlier, but basically all the main characters are like safe and Tokyo and most of Japanese people are going to be cool. So we can just focus on this like fight for surprisingly short amount of time for how long the movie is. But let's deep dive a little bit into this before we get into yes or no's the fight itself. Stevie King Kong had the definite disadvantage from the last fight. Is there anything he does right off the bat here to try to grab that advantage back? 
I can't remember. Help he me. hides. He hides behind. Oh, the when thing. he goes <laughs> under like the cliff, and he hides. <laughs> I he still gets the crap kicked out of him. <laughs> he like, got the crap some... kicked out of him for ninety percent of this fight. Yeah, but don't count him out just yet, Brett, because no. it's <laughs> lightning. <laughs> I guess I was. I set you up really horribly because this fight starts off with him getting just like drop down to the ground and like <laughs> bowling yeah. falling and then he just rolls <laughs> this I think Brett is what you were saying earlier like they just use miniature toy figurines of the dinosaurs themselves and just like toss them down a little cliff I'm pretty sure yeah a couple of these shots can we uh, make a montage of like lunatic fringe playing while these guys are fighting oh yeah Oh, please. <laughs> just beating the hell out of each other. King Kong is grabbing Godzilla's tail. Lunatic fridge! <laughs> so what's a better fight? Modine versus Shu or King Kong versus Godzilla? Oh, man. Loudon. Loudon versus Shu. Loudon. Oh, it's got to be Loudon. I mean, it would be pretty awesome, though, is if right after where he's like, don't count him out just yet. It's lightning out. Then you play Lunatic Fringe. Like, how he opens his eyes, great music video. Well, not only does he get powered up Brown, from the lightning, don't. his fists become electricity punches that are hitting Godzilla's body. Bring it back into lore. That's the movie I want to see. I don't think I even saw that. George Lucas stole from this for the Emperor, like those hand shockers. Mm-hmm. He stole that and mm-hmm. the high ground. Yeah, this whole thing's a ripoff. But there's this one part, too, where King Kong charges Godzilla. And Godzilla, it have, it's like a two-second cut. But Godzilla like balances on his tail and kicks his legs out and just fucking kicks King Kong in the fucking chest and sends him like running backwards. And then, like I talked about, King Kong plays dead. But the reason he plays dead is he's trying to, like, he throws a rock and does a somersault and just gets out of control and knocks himself out <laughs> on a rock. Yeah, he's like, an outfielder, like, throwing to home base in the bottom of the ninth throw, so and he just hits his face. Dude, the coolest part, in my opinion, was, like, I don't know who did a judo throw, but it was freaking awesome. He grabbed Oh, when he arm. hit him with the wizard? <laughs> the RKO. He just, like, grabs his arm and does, like, a whip. Like a judo throw, it's awesome. From the top rope. I also like when uh, King Kong grabbed his tail at the beginning and Godzilla just flips him. <laughs> like he thought he had a good plan, but Godzilla is just too strong. There's a lot of great stills of King Kong just grabbing tail in this movie. <laughs> Jeez, Stevie, keep That'd it be PG. A type of movie. A lot King of great Kong stills. I think I might be able to shed a little light on the electricity ability, though, fellas. So. The King Kong from the original movie, like the last time it had been a thing, 29 years previous to the making of this one, King Kong was like 25 feet tall or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was not tall at all. So they had to beef him up, right? So Godzilla is freaking humongous. He's like an Empire State Building size. He has nuclear fire breath. He's practically indestructible and can also like breathe underwater. But apparently, so like this movie had to make King Kong supposedly have superior intellect. They made him like 10 times the size from the original version. And then they had to give him this like Raiden from Mortal Kombat power up as well. So they could like (laughs) fight extra epic. A Highlander King Kong. I dig it. They should have just gave him a sword. (laughs) (laughs) 
Let's give him a samurai sword. He learns to use the wheel or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to jump too far ahead, though. Like, the outcome of this fight, like we mentioned King Kong punches the shit out of Godzilla, but isn't it, like, in di- dispute, Josh? Like, not I, in no. the English dub, clearly King Kong, quote-unquote, wins, but, like, wasn't there, like, a big rumor that he won in the Japanese version and that wasn't right? Or I, I couldn't get a straight answer on this. No, so I think that all that stuff's actually been disproven. And Ishiro Honda's come out and actually said that King Kong won. Mm -hmm. But I I don't want to preempt my theory because I think that's BS. But one of the things that threw people off was at the end of the movie and in the YouTube version we watched, it was cut off. But uh, there's like a loud King Kong roar and then a long long Godzilla roar at the end of the movie. And they took the Godzilla one out, right? No, like, yeah, maybe they took it out in the English version, but in the Japanese version, that was just supposed to be, like, a bow to the audience at the end. You know, when the main character comes back out and takes a bow, it's not necessarily something you read into at that point in Japanese cinema. That's what I've heard. Hmm. Interesting. I know you're speaking about the end, Josh, but how glorious was the first 10 seconds of this movie? It's just a... Spinning globe of, I imagine, what could only be a a serial cutout of Earth. And then you throw Hamlet in there for no reason. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. Yeah, that's That was awesome. Is Hamlet ever for no reason, though? And why is the Earth spinning so fast? Like very fast. One day every four seconds. <laughs> then I dreamt of in your philosophy. I was like, oh, what movie are we watching? Loved every second of it afterwards. So just to recap a little bit on the last fight, at some point King Kong shoves a full tree down Godzilla's throat, and then he like burps it up in a fiery ball back at him. King Kong gets burned several times. They end up having a fight at Lucky Landing from Fortnite, which everyone would recognize. Stevie, you said that that looked especially Lego-ish to you? Very Lego-ish. When they're fighting in between the temple, they're kind of dancing, but kind of fighting uh, in between the temple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when, when they were ripping that thing apart, all I saw was Legos and it sword all, feet. It all starts with a leg <laughs> sweep. <laughs> or a tail sweep. <laughs> They're like kicking rocks at each other. They're punching buildings through each other. Uh, eventually, and this is getting to the very, very end spoilers, Pappy, they grab each other and fall into the water. And what proceeds to happen right before the end credits close? Yeah. Uh, make I think... Sweet, sweet love. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, don't ruin my theory. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's a helicopter shot, and they see there's, there's a sign of Kong. No sign of Godzilla, even though he might be an amphibian and can breathe underwater. But I think the some narrator voice or the helicopter pilot's voice says that he's swimming home like Godspeed, King Kong. In credits, credits roll. Kong is swimming safely out to sea. No Godzilla. That's wonderful. I hope we've seen the last of them for a long time. Godzilla has disappeared without a trace. As for King Kong, our international communication satellite is following him. 
And strangely enough, we wish him luck on his long, long journey home. Pappy, going back to childhood, was there tension for you here? Like, who were you rooting for, and what was your oh. first thoughts when King Kong reemerged? I was a Godzilla man through and through. I always looked at it as a tie. Like, I don't think King Kong really won. Like, he got lucky because a lightning strike hit the lowest point on a mountain for some goddamn reason, and he <laughs> was able to power up from that. Like, like I said, Godzilla's an amphibian. He could have easily, and I think in canon, he probably does, swim away and like lives to fight another day. And I'm really not excited for the new King Kong vs. Godzilla, but I kind of am on a four-year-old level because I hope Godzilla kicks his fucking ass. Interestingly, this movie is called King Kong vs. Godzilla and King Kong wins. And the next movie is called Godzilla vs. Kong, which makes me think maybe Godzilla is more of the protagonist and will win. Any theories on that, boys? Nope. There's a lot of content <laughs> coming out around that. Like, okay. Yeah, we probably shouldn't I talk mean, about the new upcoming movie at watch all. Watch the bro. one with uh, Millie Bobby Brown. I mean, that came out like this year. I, I haven't watched it, but I watched the King. Brian Cranston one. I haven't watched the newest Godzilla movie. King of Monsters or King of the Monsters or whatever. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Was yeah. it good? I haven't seen it. Had a really cool poster. It did. I haven't seen it yet. I've also seen Kong Skull Island, which I thought was pretty good. I want to see that. Cool. I guess we can get into yes or no's. Brett, since you're in the biggest hurry, why don't you go ahead and go first? <laughs> okay, because I'm going to go and then I'm going to go pee. Um, uh, this is a no for me, dog. Um, I'm glad I watched Rare. it, I guess. I, I didn't watch it. It's the first time I've ever seen it. Uh, I used to watch the old Godzilla, Mothra, and Mecha Godzilla, and all that stuff, and I used to love it. But this is the first Godzilla movie I've seen in like 28 years, and it showed to me. I, I just didn't get into it. A couple cool moves at the end. It was. I thought the storyline was a mess. Um, I want to know why there's so many big creatures everywhere. Like, are we going to talk about the humongous octopus? Like. Is that something that people have seen before? Has it been eating the berries? Is that what we're supposed to? Is that what we're supposed to assume, or what? How they get so big? But um, it's it's a no. Um, you know, you guys criticize me for not saying no enough, so no. Dang. Uh, I guess Stevie, can you bring us up from that valley? Dude, this is the hardest of yeses. If you love, like. Just the idea of like what goes into filmmaking, and I mean, this is just a fun movie. Yeah, there are a lot of parts that don't make sense, but you're cutting between west and east, so I didn't mind that at all. Um, what? Just a fun movie to watch, um, and I like it more than any other. I mean, any other Godzilla movie that's come out in the past like ten years. So yeah, most definite hard yes. Thanks, and Mikey. You know what? I'm gonna give it a yes, but only if you watch it on only only if you watch it on mute. You need absolutely no sound watching this, and you can put it in the side view of your window of your computer monitor because you can browse Reddit on the other window, and it's a great way to pass the time, I guess. Because most not passive a lot going aggressive on in terms of uh, yes. plot or uh, dialogue, 
or uh, any critical thinking going on into this film. <laughs> Just kind of tune in when the animals are fighting each other, and then you can tune back out. So I'll give it a, I'll give it a, a yes, dog. Just for that. Thanks, Mikey. That actually does mean a whole heck of a lot. Um, Pappy, before we get to you, I'll go ahead and give mine. Um, I just love this movie from being a kid and watching it. Loved it then. Super fun and funny to watch it now. My pet theory that I've been teasing throughout this is that uh, Godzilla awoke to um, basically get his groove on. And so this whole thing is about him finding a worthy mate. He eventually finds it in Kong and they roll off the hill and have sex in the water, just like Lion King. And he inseminates Kong and moves on in his life (laughs) or dies in the water, whatever Salmon does. Are you saying he's Queen Kong? I I think so. Okay. Queen Kong and Godzilla. Anyway, a huge yes for me. Really dumb theory. Just tried to get people to stick around to the end of the pod. But, Pappy, can you round us out with these yes or no's? Oh, yeah. It's a hard yes for me. Um, the, the funny thing is is I haven't seen this movie in, in at least probably 15 years. Um, and it, it, when I was like five years old, this would have been the most unironic of hard yeses for me. But now it's a, it's a goofy hard yes. It's a silly movie. It's supposed to be funny. It's ridiculous. I was cackling with laughter in the other room, just like reliving like childhood memories watching this. I'm so glad <laughs> you picked this, Josh. And it was a fan pick too uh, from that Afuera guy. So I'm glad we're like getting around to some fan picks because uh, we have a kind of a backlog of those. But hard yes for me. Uh, there's a Criterion collection of Godzilla coming out in October. Uh, I would recommend anyone buying that because the Blu-ray version I had of this looked really good, and I'm sure that it's going to look even better on Criterion. So. Hard yes. Yeah. Isn't afuera a Spanish word? Okay, is that how you say it? Because I really don't want to say anything with, like, fur sounding in the middle of it. it... <laughs> I was having, Mikey, I was having Stevie, big trouble. Afuera, what? isn't that a word? What were you asking? Afuera? Isn't that just, like, later or something? I don't know. Doesn't the, the maid in Family Guy say that to the dog? No, like... you're way off base. This is A-F-U-R-A. I don't think that's Spanish. Oh, no. Afuera's outside. That's what I thought. Yeah, she's telling the dog to go outside, Brian to go outside. Okay, so I was wrong. Take it away, spoiler man. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. And we're back. I actually wasn't supposed to toss a spoiler man then. Huge mistake. We usually do it after trivia and give the person time to think of a movie. So I hope you guys all have a movie ready to pick after trivia. Pappy, do you have an order for us? Most recent hosted to least? Oh, God. Mikey, Stevie, Pappy, Brett, I believe. 
Okay, so Brett will definitely have a distinct advantage in this game because we're going to do our elimination closest to game. So um, basically all you have to be is not the furthest away from the number given and you survive to the next round. There's four of you, so I have three questions. Um, Mikey, you have to go first all day. It's a huge disadvantage, but are you ready for the first question? Uh, yeah. Okay. Born, born ready. Godzilla and King Kong both have a ton of movies. <laughs> How many movies have they been in? Um, 30. Stevie? 35. 34. 33. The actual retail value of amount of movies <laughs> is 44. So technically, Kong's been in 12, and God's. Wait a second. God, King Kong's been in 12. Godzilla's been in 35. Uh, oh, together. They've been together a couple times. Yeah, so they've been together a couple times, so you got to subtract a couple. Anyway, it's on the high end of what you guys said. So, Stevie, unfortunately, you are eliminated <laughs> out of the first round. Wait, why was I eliminated? You guessed 25. I guess 35. Oh, 35. Yeah. Sorry, oh, my nose was Mikey's Boy. out. Oh, Mikey, I'm so sorry. Oh, not surprised. Not surprised. <laughs> Just shows you Josh doesn't want me to win. Darn. Sorry, Stevie, you do have to go first now that Mikey's out. So that, that does works. stink for you. Okay, so this Godzilla we see in the mo- movie is known as the Shawa era Godzilla. What does that even mean? It's just like the era of movies. It's like a grouping of kind of like 10, 11 movies. Okay. So via Wikizilla in <laughs> in metric, how tall is Godzilla? In metric? <laughs> Jeez. We're Americans, Bro, I'm, I'm American, man. These colors don't run. I'll give you feet. I'm not giving you meters. <laughs> I'm not converting meters into feet for this. You got to give me mm-hmm. metric. Meters. They're pretty no, close to feet. yards. Um, let's see here. <laughs> see. I will say Jesus Christ. Um thirty five point seven meters. Thank you for giving me meters. Thirty five point seven meters. That's so specific. Asshole. <laughs> Pappy. Thirty five point eight meters. Oh my. You are so dirty. Okay. And Brett, you just took you just took away my advantage, though. Um, you said Godzilla. Yes. Oh man. And how to play the game? I, dang I mean, it, it's dang it, dang it. You dang know, it. King Kong only goes by the king's foot standard, twelve <laughs> inches. Uh, I'll go. Dang it, Pappy. Uh, what was it? Thirty-five point nine. Is that what it is? I said thirty-five point eight. Yeah, I go thirty-five point nine. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird laugh! You should not be so happy about that. Thirty-five point nine. That's never the way this game was intended to be played. Mm. But 
he was approximately 50 meters, which nice. means Stevie nice. is eliminated. I'm so sad, Stevie, because I actually was rooting for you. Mm. If it was feet, he would have gotten it, though. <laughs> Stevie, I want... Do you want them to guess his length or weight for the final question? I'll let you determine oh, that. Oh, weight, bro. Give me weight. <laughs> dick size. Okay. What's yeah. that dick size? In kilograms? In, in metric <laughs> tons. In stone. Give me the weight in stone. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, how much that dick weigh? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, here's the actual final. Show me what that thing drags. <laughs> <laughs> how Vigo Mortensen is he? Um, the final question is, what is Godzilla's eyeball diameter? Again, in metric. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> really? In meters, boys. Yep. In meters. <laughs> eyeball diameter. Yes. Oh, my gosh. In what unit of measurement? I said metric. I don't want to give anything away. I just say, want to say metric. I can convert. From Wikizilla. Sourced by Wikizilla. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so he's. Wait, I no. I don't even what know what math are you just say? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how to even quantify this. <laughs> One thousandth of a kilometer. Uh. I'll go. All right, I'm trying to think. If he's 50 meters tall, how big is one of his crooked eyes? (laughs) I'll say a shit, a half a meter. I don't know. Uh, I'll say point five one meters. this thing on Brett were you gonna make a choice I did I said 0.51 meters (laughs) I know you did okay so the actual eyeball diameter is 1.7 meters the biggest eyeball on the block Brett I already tossed a spoiler man Um, do you have a movie ready for next week yeah, I do. Um, it's very outside of my normal, you know, AFI classic or whatever. It's not in the IMDb Top 250? <laughs> Actually, it probably is. Um, <laughs> but it's very, very unique. Um, I've, it, I have I heard about it on Jimmy Fallon said it's in the top five funniest movies he's ever seen. It is called American Movie. It is a documentary of a movie being made it's considered like you'd have to look it up it's just it's like a these guys are making a film a really low budget film and like the shenanigans that they get up to so i'm excited to do it um i think it'll be a good one cool cool happy you've heard of it right i've heard of it i haven't seen it there's there's trailers on youtube it's i mean it looks like ridiculous like right up our alley so new no 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 it's like ni- late 90s. Oh, okay. So, aside from Afra, Rudy, for uh, you really inspired us to pick this movie, and you actually asked us to last October, and I told you I would. It's been a long time coming. 
is there anyone else, Pap, that we want to um, talk about before we close out here? I'll wait till I win my trivia because I got a fan pick locked and loaded. Sorry, fan. Brett stole that opportunity from you. It was so close. Um, I think that's it. Tune in next week for the Jason Big Vehicle American Pie. And that was (laughs) spoilers. All we watch is murder stuff. Have you seen Mindhunter yet, Brett? No, I haven't seen it. It would freak you out. I don't think so. Jeez, why does your wife want you to be around her? Because she needs protected because you got all these murder shits in there. You got all these BTKs lurking in the shadows. Mindhunter is really good, though. I like it. Fincher is, like, really awesome with murdery stuff. If BTK comes into my house, he's getting (laughs) the throat. Brett, torture, kill. <laughs> Are you ready to go? God, from way downtown. I was walking out of the room and I came back in to say that. What kind of sick fuck would ever do such a thing? Okay, I'm ready. Let's All make right. it a long one, boys. Going in late. <laughs> oh. Can I count down? Yeah. yeah. Alright. Three, two, one, go. Kong versus Godzilla. If we are lucky, both will die. Both will die?